0: You're listening to The Smartest Guys in Marketing, the best show on the planet for client businesses to learn about traffic, funnels, sales, conversions, and marketing coolness. Chris and Taylor are the founders of Traffic and Funnels, a digital marketing consultancy helping you get paid clients from cold traffic daily. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Taylor. What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Smartest Guys in Marketing podcast. Chris Evans here with my man, Taylor Lil Tay Welch. You guys might notice a little bit of a different background here. I'm actually in Nashville. Yeah. Music City at a hotel called the Noel. We're getting ready for our event. Uh, It starts tomorrow. We've actually got some clients that are going to be in today. It's going to have a little little special sesh with us. Uh, I'm excited about that. I don't know about Taylor, but I'm just like, I'm amped. I always love getting with our clients.
1: Yeah, I'm stoked. I'm super stoked. More stoked than you are.
0: I don't think that's the case.
1: Yeah, you know, we're Look. we're actually we're like, like 30 minutes. We're 20 minutes away from each other right now, which is which is crazy because we're usually split by long miles. Uh, he's in Charlotte, but hey, if you could hear us, why don't you say what's up in the chat box? And this is still new for us. We're just getting into uh, this weekly rhythm, and uh, I'll explain why we're late here in a second it's my fault but if everything's working please let us know and then we'll do some q a so don't be shy you can ask your questions nothing is off limits nothing
0: and let's just be honest why we are 20 minutes away it's taylor always wants to be close to me but when he actually gets in the same room there is an aura there's a power they now takes him and overcomes him and so if I don't know if I can be in the same room and record a podcast with you. And I'm bro, like, you need I'm here to one. help you. And if you need to be in your office, you need to be separated from me by miles and miles, we'll do that, man.
1: Here's the thing, bro. You need to put your airpods in because I'm talking and you can't hear me. So you just keep going. You just keep going. You want to I even can hear you.
0: That's all on purpose, man.
1: No, if you're if you're used to Nashville, there's one highway that connects the north and the south. And Everyone is on that highway, and until I can get a helicopter, I just refuse to go into the city in the morning. So, when we get the helicopter, then we're gonna make it happen.
0: Yeah, so can we talk about and I, I want you to share the story, but can we just talk about uh preparation and that really power is in the preparation?
1: I love it when you lead, bro. Okay,
0: power when you is lead, in man. Preparation. So yeah, this is why know, we're, I got this new, uh, bomber jacket. I'm pretty stoked about
1: nobody uh, can see it on the podcast, dude. Sorry. You need
0: to sorry. be careful. Go to, to travel slash.
1: So yeah, 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 yeah. I this is a fun. mark. This is a marketing show, but we'll, let's take a quick aside, uh, and talk about, talk about prep and time and all of those things. And then I, I am warming up. So I do have some, some notes that I have made. I'm not going to share them with you because then well, I made
0: some notes too. too.
1: Whatever. Yeah, so this morning, Chris comes in town yesterday. He's like, man, let's go to the gym at four. I got a backup to give people context here. He gets into town and uh he says Sunday, he's like, We'll go to the gym at four, it'll be great. And I'm like, historically, every single time we plan a gym trip, Chris cancels it. Or he's like, Let's just hit the sauna for 10 minutes and leave. I'm like, okay. So I go to the gym yesterday morning because I'm like, I'm gonna prepare, I'm gonna get my my reps in. Whether Chris goes with me or not so i go to the gym yesterday morning and dude it worked out perfectly because the afternoon we're like do you want to go to the gym he's like let's just go back to the hotel like okay Uh, and then this morning i do the same thing so i I go to the gym in the morning and i'm so amped because i'm get i got up early i was like i'm gonna get my workout in and then i left my shirt at home so i finished my workout
0: let me oh let me ask you a question
1: where was the shirt at home it was on my bed not in my bag, why? Okay. just curious, you're trying to make a point. It didn't work out for you I I know that look I know you, that look you bro.
0: Slept, you slept with the shirt on your bed where you put it the like
1: it was next to my it was next to my suitcase because I'm staying downtown with you guys tonight, but my suitcase is at home too, and I was gonna go back and get it, but I was supposed to put it in my bag, and I didn't put it in my bag, so I, but my pants and my shoes and my watch and everything else is in my bag, just not my shirt, Okay. so anyways. I get down into the locker room and I'm changing clothes. I'm just like completely naked, walking around. Not really, not really. And my shirt's not in there. The so I call my wife. I'm like, babe, I love you so much. I want to buy you coffee. I'll be at Starbucks. Can you bring me my shirt? She's like, yeah, I'll be there at eight. And long story short, the dogs are acting up, and she gets traffic spat. She gets there like eight twenty. We're supposed to go live at 8.30. It takes me 20 minutes to get to the office because of traffic. Literally, I'm like in in traffic, in my NSX, like depressed. Like we're going to be late. Chris is blowing me up. Chris doesn't do well if we're late. It's like this is this is the worst morning of my life. What did I text you? I said my wife was late and ruined my whole life. It wasn't mm-hmm. even her fault. It was actually me leaving my stuff at the house. So I I don't know what this has to do with preparation because I completely bombed leaving my shirt, but that's why we're late, everyone. And Ben says, wow, like Ben has never done anything wrong in his life. Sorry, Ben. We're not all perfect. Like well, I think it's a, it's a
0: great story, first of all, you know, because you know, the strength comes through with the struggle, right? Do the str- make again? Strength
1: comes through with the struggle. Yes.
0: King James version. Yep. No, but like if you had thought through the possibility of you forgetting your shirt because it was on a chair or whatever, like you could have put that stuff in your car last night. Yeah. Right. And I think some people do this in their business. They assume that they're going to be on top of it. They assume they're not going to forget their shirt, their shirt that's on the chair. They assume that they're going to hit their revenue goals. Right. Versus having very strict preparation and planning for things to go wrong, right? When you plan for things to go wrong in your business and even in your life, whatever the situation might be, then you are expectant of the issues and then you can plan for the issues. Whether leads are low, whether people are telling you no, whatever it might be in your business, if you are planning for a worst case scenario, right? Then you're going to be prepared. But here's the thing, like people are just running around all over the place. And when things are coming at you, which they will, right, your your ads are going to go down. Your webinar is going to suck. People are going to tell you no on the phone. Like things are going to happen. And I think so many times people live in like a fantasy world about their business. They assume that everything's going to go right all the time versus expecting that things are going to go wrong many, many times, right? Can I get some likes on this? Can I get some hearts? on this. So, there is a lot of power in the preparation. You actually knowing what you want out of your business, knowing where you're going, knowing where the destination is, and being able to plan for the things that are going to screw you up, come at you, the arrow stone at you, the dart stone at you, just the stuff of life that comes at you, right? And you expect that. Your expectation levels are right. They're correct. Then you're going to be able to you're going to be able to weather those things. And yeah,
1: I think them. I think this is something you're really good at because, you know, we were talking the other day about you just asking, you ask yourself, I feel like all the time, what could what could mess this up, you know, what could go wrong? We're we're scaling memos right now, and you're like, you know, there are some things I think could really keep us from our goals. And it's like you can tell that you're a guy who thinks about that and your strategy. If You guys have followed us for a while. No, like Chris is kind of like the tactician, strategist. So I was just looking at this guy, Arjun SG. He said the correlation between the shirt story and the business lesson is tenuous. Well, <laughs> trying to see what kind of porno is on your profile picture, but I can't. So I'll just leave that there. Anyways, you're a guy who's like strategically going out into the next two or three years, trying to figure out what could break, what could go wrong. And I'm more boots on the ground. And I think this is really healthy for entrepreneurs because a lot of the mainstream advice is like, think positive, be an optimist, prepare for the best all the time. And what happens is people get really like they're, they just get tired because they're always expecting best case scenario and life doesn't ever give you that. And so they run out of steam and they run out of energy because not because things are hard, but because they didn't expect it. They expected to win the playoffs without any effort, you know? So that's really something that you're really good at. Let's, I think we could probably pull out three big keys to being able to see into the future and survive through the setbacks. I wrote those on our notes. Uh, but okay. I'll, take the fir- I'll take the first one. You take the second one. I'll take the third one. The first is just every single month asking yourself what could go wrong. This is a really healthy exercise. Sit down for an hour once a month. We were reading, we uh, were talking about this. Ken McCarthy is like basically the founder of internet marketing. Talking Mm -hmm. about entrepreneurs don't sit down and ask themselves what could go wrong enough. Yeah, that's why people lost their businesses in two thousand eight. That's why people uh, run out of money. It's why people ask yourself once a month, make a list: what could go wrong? What's a list of everything that could actually stand in between my plans and the outcome that I want? And what will happen is you'll get a bullet list of your vulnerabilities, Mm. of your risks. Ooh. Ooh, you can strategize around those vulnerabilities and actually create protection around your areas of risk and mitigate those. The problem is never the risk or the vulnerability. The problem is you don't understand or know about the risk. So you don't prepare for it. You're not aware of it. And then it stinks up on you and takes you by surprise.
0: But I think the thing, the pattern that so many people have, and I even had this back in the day was I wanted to avoid the potential of risk. Like I wanted to avoid the potential of pain and the potential of issues. And so it's almost like I would just sweep it under the rug, like, oh, yeah, you know, it's like, oh, you know, I don't want to be aware of the issue or the problem. Like, I just want to go blind to it. Because yeah. like some messed up way inside me think that that's healthier, that's better, that's safer, right? Because it, fe- the-
1: doesn't, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel thing. good at
0: all. Yeah,
1: yeah. So the question is, do you want to feel good or do you want to actually be successful? Some Sometimes in your life, those aren't going to be on the same side of the equation, if you yeah. know what I mean. And if you know what I mean, bro, just
0: saying. Yeah, but I think what we've come to learn in all the issues and problems that we've had is I think when you get familiar with the problems, there's, like, there's almost like a comfort zone there. Even just knowing like I have confidence just running into the problems, just running into the potential issues. Because then I'm aware of the enemy. Then I'm aware of the thing that's like ready to pounce versus like I'm just chilling in the tent and the lions like outside getting ready to eat, you know, just eat me. Yeah, 100%. 100%. What's Um, number two, bro? Number two is hedge. So account for extra effort, right? A lot of people, they set goals or, you know, their line of what they need to accomplish, uh, the steps to get to what they need to accomplish really, really high versus, you know, having doable goals and the doable process to get there and hedging their bets, meaning they have multiple backup plans to hit their worst case, right? I think that's one of the reasons we've been able to explode in our growth, you know, with the last three years, which we've been full-time dropping funnels three years ago this month. And our growth has been explosive. And I think one of the reasons is because we have worst Case scenario goals, which maybe we should talk about sometime, and we we hedge. So if it's like a practical example, is like if I have a copywriter that you know I'm bringing in to write copy that's really important for a part of our business, maybe it's a launch or an email sequence, whatever. I'm going to have a backup copywriter, right? If you have a sales guy on our team or an advisor who is carrying a lot of weight, right? We think that we should be able to hit our worst case scenario numbers with that one sales guy. You're going to get another sales guy, right? To get him to match up to what that guy's numbers are. So those are some practical examples of actually hedging. Another another thing is, you know, if you're running Facebook ads, then maybe you should be running YouTube ads or Google ads, right? You're always looking at hedging the different parts of your business. So no matter what comes at you, no matter what hits you, you always have a backup plan to hit your worst case scenario numbers, right? Um, 100%. One thing I just want to hit real quick, dude, is like, I think the big mistake that people make through this process is they don't have an actual end. They don't have a finish line. They don't even know what the heck they want. Right. And so if that's the case, if that's you, you got to figure out like where you're going because none of this even matters. If you don't have goals in your business, goals in your life, you don't have a finish line for the week for the month, for the quarter, for the year, then you're just gonna be doing this like all over
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. real real quick. I I wanna circle back to what you said about hedging real fast because there's a lot here. And uh in 2018 we didn't do a good job at this. I think that in 2017 we did a great job at this. Two thousand eighteen, you may have a differing opinion, but I don't think we did a great job of hedging. And then now we're kind of you know November, December, January we're kind of back to that And and revenue is really ticking up again. I think it was Andrew Grove when he was at Intel would always have like what you're talking about. He would have a worst case goal and a best case called a stretch goal, a stretch goal. And you're talking about goals. This is appropriate. Most entrepreneurs they either have no goals at all or they have one goal. That's actually a problem because when you actually have a work like a minimum and a stretch. It allows you to naturally have a bit of hedging in there, yep. you know? And so for us, when, you know, the other day, you're like, how many apps a day do you want for the team? I said 15 uh, and you're like, okay, well, we're going to like shoot for 20. Well, that's not what I said. I didn't say I wanted 20, but that's, you're naturally, you're just like getting a stretch and you're building mm-hmm. in hedge. What that does is it puts a buffer in between you so yeah. that at the worst case, we're going to, we're going to hit target the best case. So we're going to set records and we, we do this with our sales guys with, but everyone, you heard us on the meeting yesterday. It's like, what's your projection for the week? And one of the guys is like six. I was like, how many are you going to have lined up? Then if you want six, he's like 11. Bingo, 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 bingo. Because they're now starting, our team is starting to put these hedge processes in place, which just back us up from the edge of the cliff. Yes. Thoughts on that?
0: I think it's crucial. And I think it's something that the majority of business people and experts miss, right? what they aim for is typically the floor, right? So if they need five calls a day on their calendar to hit their goal, uh, they're not aiming for eight or nine or 10 to make sure that worst case scenario, they hit those five opportunities a day. You know, if you need 50 leads to hit your goal, then you should be aiming at 75 leads a day or a hundred leads a day. So that, that means no matter what, like, because especially understanding like you're gonna have a lot of flux, right? Things are gonna change and adjust, and it's just not static. It's so dynamic in business, and so if you don't have your worst case the bottom, and you're not going for you know the 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 stretch like you're talking about, yeah, always operating down here, then yep. it's gonna be a rarity you hitting your goals.
1: Yep, hundred percent. If you're just tuning in, the smartest guys in marketing, we're doing this podcast live. If you did. More than seven hundred thousand dollars in revenue last month. Please raise your hands and say "aye." If you did less than seven hundred thousand dollars in revenue, we didn't do seven hundred. We did almost seven hundred, six eighty something. If you did less than that, then what are your questions? There are your questions in the chat box because part of what we're doing on these shows live is we're just going to start answering questions. If Chris is cool with that, sometimes yeah. he gets a little grumpy and he doesn't want to answer questions and he wants to go into his little corner.
0: But I don't think that's, I don't think that's ever happens. Like literally, I don't think that's ever happened.
1: I mean, part of part of the problem that I think we have is an epidemic in the marketing space, is people just spout bad advice. So you got to make sure that the people you're listening to and learning from have actually done what you're trying to do. And we've done it. Number one, ask every month what could go wrong. Number two, hedge, account for that extra effort. You ready to go to the third one? Do it. The third one is. You got to keep the big picture. And in parentheses, if you're writing this down, uh, which you can if you want, the fulfillment is in the struggle. The fulfillment is in the struggle. A lot of times we just want to get to the destination so bad because we think that that's where the fulfillment is. But the reality is that when people retire, they die. When people hit a goal, they get depressed. In fact, we're talking this week at the event, and there's Two things, can I just go off on a tangent for a second, Chris? Mm -hmm. There's really two things that will throw you into a depression faster than anything else. Number one is having a big vision and having no clarity on the levers that you need to pull to get to that vision, right? Mm -hmm. It's a recipe for a little bit of fatigue and a little bit of burnout, a little bit of depression. You just don't know what to do to get you there. But the second thing is having a future vision that's smaller than your current reality. This happens all the time with clients, because they'll be like, I, if I could just make 50 grand a month, I would be so happy. And it's like, okay, well, then they do 55k in a week. And they're like, well, what's the point of my whole life? This happened with Tanner like a few months ago. Literally, he's on the phone. He's like, I just don't know what to do, man. I got 250 grand in cash. And it's like, I have so much money. I'm just down, man. I not know what to do. It's like, Literally, the only times you'll hear an entrepreneur complaining about having too much money <laughs> is when they they have hit a goal like almost too fast and they don't have another goal to keep them going. And so you got to keep the big picture and understand that if you're not struggling, you're probably not fulfilled. If you're not in a place where you can reach for something and push against some sort of resistance, you're not happy or wired for that struggle. And I think this is why... If you look over the last three, four years, we've been able to create all of the momentum that we've created, not for ourselves even, but for our clients because of this reprogramming effect of like, when you wake up in the morning and you kind of feel a little chaotic, that means there's the recipe in you for growth. You know, you don't want everything. I don't know about you, but I don't want everything put in its proper little place and no chaos anywhere. And it's like, we're just humming along. And I see these posts from entrepreneurs are like, man, my life is so balanced. And perfect. I spent all this time with these people. Blah blah blah. It's like work ten hours a week. It's like you're never going to change the world. That's yeah. okay. That's okay for you. I'm not judging you. Just saying you will never change the world because you're actually optimizing your life to remove all the chaos. And nothing, yeah. nothing explosive comes from a
0: place of just calm, chill. Does make sense? Yeah, yeah. If you're an entrepreneur, you are a fighter, right? And championships have never been won without a fight. Championships have never been won without a fight, without a, battle, without a battle. Like, you would not have Ali without the battles that he went through. There would be no Conor McGregor without the battles that he's gone through. And I think so many people are trying to build this, like they have this thing in their head, like to avoid the fight, Right. If you want to be a champion, you got to get in the ring. you got to get in the octagon. Yeah. Run into it. Like these dudes prepare for it. They think about it. They're obsessed with it, right? It's the same thing in your business. Like now I think that we've gone, we've, we've had unhealthy parts and times in our business where all we've wanted is chaos. Like we got too familiar with it and too accepting of it. So I think you can have like some issues there, but overall, like, Don't try to avoid the fight in your business, the issues in your business, right? Now, if you're continually dealing with the same things over and over, then something's broken. You should always be coming to a higher level of opponent, a higher level of problems, a higher level of issues. If you're not, you're probably not growing. And if you're not growing, you're stagnating. And then eventually you'll die. And we see this many, many times people that come through. Like they've been in the same problem for, you know, years, same income level, same issues you're dealing with, they've never been able to break through.
1: Yeah. Like, like if you've been at 10 grand a month for a year, you're a failure. Like you're failing.
0: Something's wrong.
1: Yeah. Something's wrong. And if something's wrong with you and you have to recognize that I'm not making the right decisions and there's something, I don't care what if people are like, man, that's really. Negative. That doesn't. That doesn't make me happy. This is. You're not making me happy right now. Well, at the end of the day, like most of the. If you look at leaders, leaders who are optimized and focused on making people happy tend to surround themselves with people who don't grow, and leaders who are focused on actually creating change and movements are typically surrounded by people who are growing. But your growth and your happiness are two different things, yeah. right? So. Just pointing the finger at you. I think we've been guilty of that too. Like there are times when we've been complacent every time we've stayed in something longer than like two or three months. It's typically because we've gotten complacent somewhere. We have started tolerating something that we shouldn't have tolerated. And so people call us out on that. I'm just calling you out on that. You no, know I'm saying home dog. Well, it's, you know the what I'm saying?
0: it's the truth. And people will say that, Oh, that's mean, but it's like, do you want us to just lie to you? Are you, are you so concerned with just feeling good about yourself? Like, haven't you had enough people in your life just tell you that? Oh, you're okay. Oh, you've, com- you've accomplished enough. Oh, 10 grand a month is amazing. Oh, 20 grand a month is amazing. Oh, 30 grand a month is amazing. Right? Yeah. You have enough of those people in your life. You don't need another set of voices in your ears telling that everything is great. You're amazing. Right? Dude, That's the easy I do not
1: I don't want people around me that are like, man, congrats on your success. I'm like, bro, don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. I get where it's coming from. And you know what? I have friends that that, that are like old friends, like congrats. I'm gracious. I'm like, thanks so much, man. Means a lot to hear you. But I don't want that around me. I want to be around people. that I'm like, how are they doing that much? Like, what is, what's going on with me? Like, what did I text you the other day? I was like, I just need to go think and figure out like what, version of me needs to come out to hit our revenue goals. That's the yeah. type of thinking exhibited by someone who's growth minded. They're not like, man, thank you. I know we're so good. We're so cool. I want people around me who are like, you only did $6 million last year. <laughs> you know, you can do more. Right. And I'm like, Oh, that's the drive. That's the drive that I need. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because the person that you're going to become through that process It's going to be a better person all around. And dude, I think so many people, they're so concerned with like, there's obviously this could be a whole nother podcast, but you know, just so much baggage that people have with their egos. And if anything is any fingers pointed to them or any light is shown about them about possible issues then they just run, dude, or they say that you're mean or you hate me. It's like, no, it's actually the opposite. We really care for you yeah you have tremendous potential to be the best version of yourself that can impact many people's lives so we could just say oh yeah you're great oh that's amazing versus there's another level my friend let's go up. <laughs>